1: Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin in the show. For fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is also brought to you by Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin. Working hard to bring you what's possible for your health, the Freighter and MCW Health Network is transforming the way care is delivered, making it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. It is crossover Wednesday, locked on Cowboys co-host Marcus Mosier, my former colleague at FanRag Sports R.I.P. is on the show today. And we're going to talk about a lot. There is a lot to get to, including Dallas's somewhat surprising loss on the road to Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints, the loss of Tyron Smith, um, and and Marcus's fear <laughs> really of Aaron Rodgers because Uh, As I have said many times, Aaron Rodgers actually, this is a little-known fact, he owns Jerry World and actually leases it back to the Jones family. It's the weirdest thing. But he, whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it is going to Dallas in the playoffs in the regular season, uh, the last few times he's been there, he has lit up the Cowboys. And unfortunately, uh, it was Devontae Adams who caught the game-winner In 2017, that was the year Rodgers broke his collarbone, and and he was en route to an MVP campaign, had led back-to-back comeback wins, uh, and was was hitting his stride. It was part of what I think would have been the real breakout campaign for Devontae Adams, and and Adams unlikely to go in this game. I want to start with Devontae Adams because right now we don't think he's going to play on Sunday. And while the Packers have not confirmed that uh, it benefits them to not confirm that the Cowboys not knowing whether or not he's going to play means they have to prepare like he might play. So what what does that give Green Bay the green light to do? Well, you know maybe nothing. It might not be a benefit to them at all. Uh, They still have to have other useful players. They still have to have um, you know a plan for what they're going to do with these other guys. On the field, and we don't know if they're going to. Now, as I watched the Eagles game, one thing that jumped out to me was the frequency with which guys like Geronimo Allison and MVS and even Jimmy Graham yes, even Jimmy Graham got open. And Rodgers focused a lot on Devontae Adams, and rightfully so. I mean, they couldn't cover him. But there were times when Geronimo Allison was running free down the middle of the field. There were times when Jimmy Graham had gotten down the seam. There were times when Aaron Jones was open. I mean, there were opportunities all over the field. There was a a beautiful sluggo route by Darius Shepard. I think Alan Lazard got benched for Darius Shepard because Lazard had gotten snaps last week late in the game, and then he got the early wide receiver three reps against the Eagles – didn't do much, really looked slow out there. I mean, just being honest, he looked slow, and you know, he is not the twitchiest guy. He's big, he has some decent straight line speed, and he can win at the catch point. He's reliable with his hands, but he is not, he is not a great route runner because he is not twitchy. He's not sudden. Darius Shepard I hate to invoke the name of Randall Cobb, but just in the way that they move. They are not comparable players. Don't get it twisted. But in the way that they move, the way that they look on the field, it is hard not to get a Randall Cobb vibe from Darius Shepard. Now, whether or not you know he can ever become a useful NFL player, that's still a very big question and is something that we are going to start to get an answer for this weekend because I think Darius Shepard is going to play in the slot. I think you're going to see Geronimo Allison more on the outside, Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the outside. And there were a lot of times when the cornerbacks for Philly were bailing because they knew that MVS could run by them. His speed, he has put it on tape enough that he will run by you. And so cornerbacks are going to have to respect that. Now, Byron Jones is one of the most athletic cornerbacks in the league. He is not going to be afraid of MVS's speed. What does that mean for the other cornerbacks, for the Cowboys? We'll see. I think that there are some ways that they can attack what what Dallas wants to do and a lot of the zone coverage that they want to play. I think if they can protect Aaron Rodgers, they'll be able to find windows to fit the ball in. I think you're going to see them. There were a lot of opportunities in multiple tight end sets, including the three tight end set, which they went to a couple different times. There were two or three times I can think of where uh, they went to that three tight end look. They had someone open, and Rodgers couldn't get in the ball. In fact, there were a couple times generally in the game, not just in those three tight end sets, where Rodgers had guys and some pressure created problems. Dallas is a top-five team in creating pressure, even though they have not been a great sacking team this year. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence has not gotten on track as a sack master, but they can create pressure. So you want Brian Bulaga in this game if he can go. And, and and we don't know if he can yet. We don't know the extent of that injury. It was sort of a mysterious injury because there's there's no real inciting incident. It's hard to tell watching the tape where he got hurt and how he got hurt. He just sort of comes out and, and doesn't come back in. Now, when you have 300-pound men, Grabbing and pulling and ripping at you, and you're trying to hold them and and push them and do all the things that offensive linemen have to do. It's not hard for things to happen. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not accusing him of of faking it or anything like that. No. 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 Uh, the job that he has to do is extremely physical, and his shoulder could literally pop out of its socket. And I would go, yeah, that seems right. We just didn't get a chance to really see. He didn't come off the field, you know, in a heap or anything like that. But so if they can protect Aaron Rodgers, I think there is stuff in this offense and, and stuff that they've already done. They don't have to do anything differently. It's already in the offense. There are things that they can do to make this offense work without Devontae Adams. I don't know if they're going to be able to create big plays. I don't know if they're going to be able to create those, those sort of splash plays that this offense has been looking for. I, I, you know, I think it'll give them the opportunity to run the ball more effectively. Because if you're gonna play two deep safeties, that means you're facing, you know, four, five, six guys at or near the line of scrimmage. You know, they they play that, that base four three. They have injuries at safety, so maybe they play a little bit more base. I think what you wanna do if you're the Packers is make them play with, with more cornerbacks on the field. That would be a better plan if Devontae Adams were ready to go and we don't we just don't think he's going to be ready to go. And if you're having problems being ready to go when you need to be, that's when you can turn to Blue Chew. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Remember, Blue Chew is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for anyone who wants a little extra performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Go to BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading edge primary and specialty care research to find innovative cures for complex diseases and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible.
0: Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redaff leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big-time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days.
1: This is Locked On, our crossover Wednesday edition, and I am very pleased to be joined by my former fan rag colleague, Marcus yeah. Mosier, who is the co-host of Locked On Cowboys for America's Game of the Week, and even if it weren't on Fox, it would be America's Game of the Week. Marcus, great to be with you. Uh,
2: Peter, how you doing, buddy? I mean, I'm, I'm glad to have another fan reg partner. It's, it's been a long time <laughs> since we've we've been over there, but uh, it's, it's nice to be chatting with you.
1: You as well, and it is nice to be on when we have such a big game to break down. Uh, this is it is not just the game of the week because it's on Fox. This is the biggest matchup in the NFL this week. Two teams who believe they are going to be NFC contenders. Two teams who have looked like NFC contenders. But let's start with Sunday night's loss, Dallas's first of their season. And I, I'm wondering... You know, we saw for the first three weeks Dallas look, you know, like like maybe the best team in the NFC. And then they run into what is really their first real test of the season. And I mean, I, they, they might have passed it by pass, pass fail, but they lost the game. Mm-hmm. So it, it, from your perspective, is their start more about those first three games or more about what we learned coming out of Sunday night?
2: I still think the Cowboys are a really good team. That they, and, you know, the first three games, they didn't tell us a ton because, again, they were the Giants, Washington, and the Dolphins. But I think we know that the Cowboys are one of the most talented teams in the league. It's still really difficult, difficult to play in New Orleans against the Saints. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys played that well. I don't think they coached that well in the game. I, I'm not too concerned about them as a, as a team for the rest of the season. Now are, are they should they be considered the favorites in the NFC? I don't know anything about that. I, I still think you know the Rams and e- even probably the Seahawks and maybe the Saints are still better teams. But uh, I, I'm not overly concerned about one loss.
1: Interesting, you did not mention the Philadelphia Eagles in there. We do not have to dive into that, but
2: yeah, I, I'm, I would. I, 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 I'm, I listen. I love them before the season. I'm a little less optimistic about their chances when you look at that secondary I I truly believe if Devontae Adams doesn't get hurt Green Bay wins that game on Thursday night
1: well we are in agreement on that but you know it in 24 hours Jalen Ramsey could be a Philadelphia Eagle that's just how Howie Roseman rolls so let's hope not I, I think both of our our fan bases would would very much like to see that not happen um but we do have to talk about one big takeaway from Sunday, and and that is the literal takeaway of Tyron Smith. Mm. We, we assume he's going to be out for Sunday. We do not know at this point the extent of that injury long term. But obviously when you lose uh, a great offensive lineman as he is, that, that changes the way that you have to play. It changes the quality of your offensive line. And this is after a game where really I think very much to my surprise and I'm sure to yours as well, the Dallas Cowboys offensive line got beat up a little bit by New Orleans front.
2: Absolutely, and we can start there. They they got their butts handed to them in that game. Malcolm Brown, mm-hmm. Cameron Jordan, and Marcus Davenport just killed that offensive line, specifically the interior of their offensive line. It was easily the worst game I've seen from Zach Martin throughout his career and Travis Frederick. Uh, I, I thought Tyron Smith played well. Uh, But now you're not going to have him for this game. The the prognosis is pretty good. The Cowboys feel good that he'll be able to be back in a couple weeks, maybe two, three games he misses. Uh, But that means that they're going to be using Cam Fleming, uh, a kind of journeyman tackle who the Cowboys signed a couple years ago. Uh, He started three games last year, wasn't great. When he plays, it's ugly, but he's typically effective. Uh, The Cowboys are going to have to do some things in this game to protect him, especially against the Packers' pass rushers of Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, two guys that uh, I think the national uh, audiences are starting to learn a little bit more about. Uh, but make no mistake about it, it's a big loss. I know there's a lot of people that think Dak Prescott's stats have fallen off whenever Ezekiel Elliott's not been in the lineup. That's actually not true. His stats really only go down when Tyron Smith's not in the lineup. So uh, Prescott's a much, much different passer when Tyron's not on the field. The Cowboys are going to have to deal with that on Sunday.
1: So you you mentioned, uh, you know, dealing with it. How would you expect them to deal with it? I mean, are we going to see a, a different kind of, of offensive approach or are they just, uh, you know, maybe at first see how Fleming does? I mean, what what is the the tonic here for this?
2: Well, when it comes to swing tackles in the NFL, nobody truly feels comfortable with who they have behind the left tackle, right? <laughs> If, no. if Beatty already got hurt this week, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the Packers fans would be terrified about who they have to put over there. Mm-hmm. Fleming's not awful, and that's the best thing you can say for a swing tackle. They feel yeah. pretty comfortable. However, things are—he's not change. Chaz Green. Whoa, that's that's every Cowboy fan who is listening <laughs> to this podcast right now. Basically, just threw up in their mouth when you said Chaz Green. Uh, Fleming's not awful. If if you watch him on tape. My gosh, he looks awful out there. The technique is terrible. He gets out of his stance so clunky, but he gets the job done. He really does. However, I do expect the Cowboys to change their game plans. I expect the ball to come out of Prescott's hands uh, earlier. I expect them to chip uh, whoever's on that side with Elliott, maybe some Jason Witten over there. They're going to change a lot, but again, Fleming isn't awful. It's not going to change their game plan all that much.
1: So speaking of changing your game plan, Devontae Adams unlikely to play on Sunday. Though we don't have a final word on that, it is not definitive. The Packers have not ruled him out as of this recording. So Dallas's defense—we uh, know the quality of player Byron Jones is. We know how good those linebackers are. I was such a big fan of Ouzier coming out of mm-hmm. college, and and think that he can be a really good player too. Uh, I just saw a stat that that Dallas's third down completion percentage allowed leads the league. Do they change anything about how they attack Green Bay's offense if Adams is not on the field?
2: Uh, No, I don't think so because the Cowboys aren't a team that moves their corners around. As much as Cowboy fans would like to see them have Byron Jones travel with number one receivers, it's just not something they do. Uh, I, I do think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a massive loss for Green Bay. I think Adams is one of the top five or six receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. He's clearly the one player that Aaron Rodgers has a lot of trust with, and now you're going to be forced to throw the ball to Marquez Viala to Scantling. Uh, maybe we'll see some Jake Kumaro, some more Geronimo Allison. I, I think it's, a, it's going to help the Cowboys' defense, but I don't anticipate them changing much on that side of the ball if Adams is indeed out.
1: I just need you to understand that around these parts and on this podcast, Jake Kumaro is solely referred to as Touchdown Jesus.
2: That's what I've heard. I'm actually a fan. I'm curious. Now, I know that he's back and he's healthy. I'm curious to see uh, what he does and maybe some extended playing time with Green Bay.
1: All right. We're going to get back to Marcus in just a second. But before we do, let's talk about my bookie. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. They've got the fastest payouts and the best lines out there. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So go to mybookie.ag. Right now, my listeners will get to double their first deposit, double your money without having to put a bet down. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code locked on, and they will double your first deposit. It's free money. If a sports book is going to give you free money, you take it. Go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code locked on to activate the offer, and they'll double your first deposit. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. This episode is brought to you by Wise. Progress is great, isn't it? People listen to music on record players, then tapes and CDs, and now you can stream music and podcasts. When technology moves forward, you move with it, like with WiSE, the modern way to move money internationally. It's smarter and simpler. They use new technologies, so when you send, spend, or convert money with WISE, you get a better exchange rate with lower fees. And over 30% of transfers arrive in less time than it takes to listen to this right now. Join over 10 million people and businesses and try WISE for free at WISE.com podcast. All right, back to Marcus. It's going to be interesting to see how this this receiver group shakes out with Adams out, and and maybe they move Geronimo Allison out of the slot. Maybe they put Darius Shepard, the rookie from North Dakota State, in the slot. There's a lot of different ways they can go with this. Um, uh, Moving back to the offensive side of the ball for Dallas, uh, Zeke Elliott is the number one player that Green Bay fans are worried about this week, given the Packers' run defense. But New Orleans didn't have a great run defense either. Mm and they shut down Zeke on Sunday it's interesting that that Dallas you know the offensive line they got their tails kicked a little bit green bay's defensive line got their tails kicked against Philadelphia so both sides of the ball here are coming in a little pissed off what do you see with the run game coming into this matchup here
2: yeah, you mentioned about the Cowboys' offensive line uh, being whipped pretty good. You know, In that matchup, they had 10 carries with six defenders in the box and averaged a future 2.29 yards per carry. Uh, the league average, when you have six defenders in the box, is almost five yards a carry. That just shows you how bad the Cowboys' offensive line was in this game. Yeah, I actually don't anticipate the Cowboys running the ball a ton in this game. Uh, one thing we know about mm. Jason Garrett throughout his history is he's always been a little bit of a reactionary head coach. If if something goes wrong in the week before, they sometimes overreact in the following week. A lot of people in the Dallas media and around the team have been critical of how much they ran the ball, specifically on first down. I actually expect that to change quite a bit this week. Green Bay is going to be loading up to stop the run. I fully expect the Cowboys to use a lot of play action on first down, look down the field to Amari Cooper, maybe some Blake Jarwin down the seam, some Randall Cobb. Uh, the Cowboys are certainly going to run the ball, but I, I don't anticipate it being as frequently as what we saw in week four.
1: It really hurts Packer fans' feelings to see Randall Cobb with that star on his helmet. I just it is, it is strange to see, but I, I do think uh, it also is a little bit heartening to see him play so well because he's, he's been an important part of their offense this year.
2: Absolutely, and especially with Michael Gallup out because the Cowboys just don't have a lot of proven guys outside of Amari Cooper. Uh, They've been having to play Devin Smith and Tavon Austin and Cedric Wilson. Uh, None of those guys have very many skins in the wall. Randall Cobb is somebody who can get open, can make plays down the middle of the field. Uh, He had an impressive catch uh, in the fourth quarter of the Saints game to to at least give the Cowboys a chance. Uh, Cobb looks healthy, and we know that's kind of been the thing that's hindered him over the last couple years. So it's exciting to see him back, and I anticipate him having a big role.
1: We'll see. I mean, I don't don't know what you— Think about what we saw from Kellen Moore on Sunday. Was was that sort of a blip? I mean, it, it we didn't see the same sort of creative play calling, uh, interesting play sequencing the way that we had the first three weeks. This is a first-time play caller and offensive coordinator, so some of that is to be expected. But what was your impression of, of what we saw from Kellen Moore on Sunday?
2: Yeah, I, I don't want to not give Kellamore blame because he certainly deserves it. But this game had all the fingerprints of a Jason Garrett road game where they want to come into a stadium. They want to establish the run. They want to be conservative and not turn the ball over. Uh, we've seen Jason Garrett, you know, in the all or nothing series that was on Amazon, we, there was a big road game against Denver. He said the best way to quiet a crowd is to run the ball down their throats early in the game. That's exactly what Dallas tried to do in this game. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if this was one-game blip or is this going to be starting to become a trend. I do think with the Cowboys coming back home to Dallas, uh, where the offensive line can fire off the ball a little easier, uh, I, I anticipate them being a little bit more aggressive. But I, I would be lying if I was say, saying I wasn't a little bit nervous about Cal now, despite three fantastic games to start the season.
1: All right, so this is one of my favorite questions to ask on these crossover shows. If you were a coach in the Packers coaching room and you were putting together a game plan for how you wanted to attack Dallas, whether it was on offense or defense. Sure. And you were going to pick the the one way, the one thing, Hey, this is what, if the Packers are going to win, this is what they have to do to win. What is that weakness or, or that point where you're saying, Hey, this is the thing.
2: I would dare Dak Prescott to throw the ball to anybody, but Amari Cooper. Uh, Cooper is clearly the one player that Prescott has a connection with, uh, before week four, it was Michael Gallup. I, I mean, the, the connection between those two is fantastic. Uh, Cooper is, is still an amazing receiver, but outside of that... He doesn't really have a connection with Devin Smith. Jason Witten's not going to make plays down the field. Uh, he's still not, Prescott's still not all that comfortable throwing the ball to running backs beyond the line of scrimmage. So if the, if the Packers can figure out a way to take Amari Cooper out of this game, whether that's putting, you know, Josh Jackson and a safety over Cooper, whether it's moving Jair Alexander outside to shadow him, if they can take away Cooper, they should have no problem at all slowing down this Cowboys offense.
1: Well, if you're if you're talking, you know, solely about about slowing down Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think what you have to do is you have to take away the quick throws because he wants to hold the ball, and if he's going to hold the ball, we don't know if Brian Bulaga is going to be able to play on Sunday. Uh, that makes it a lot easier for Demarcus Lawrence and all those pass rushers to go create problems for him. Um, so, uh, if if it's me, Jim Schwartz had some success, and this has been the story with the Packers for a long time um, post Jordy Nelson ACL. Is you play two deep safeties, you say run the ball. If you want to run the ball, we're going to press your receivers. We're not going to let you get the ball out quick, and we're not going to let you make big plays. It's going to be tough for Green Bay without Devontae Adams to make that work. They they relied on Jimmy Graham in the second half. I don't know if that's a winning formula. Although Jimmy Graham was was that was he was pretty solid outside of the goal line stuff. So, a couple drops. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think we were a little hard on him for the drops. Rodney McLeod made a great play. Rodney McLeod. Sidebar was he was Great awesome against Thursday. They they he's don't really they don't player. win that game yeah. if not for Roddy McLeod. But uh, and then the the um, back of the end zone fourth down play looked like he tried to only go up with one hand, but from another angle you can see that he actually gets his hand caught on Zach Brown as he's trying to lift that other hand up. So uh, not as not as bad as it seemed live. That would be how I would I would take care of of what they want to do play that Tampa to that cover too. And, and it's not like Rod Marinelli is unfamiliar with that style of defense.
2: Absolutely. I think we're going to see a lot of the, the cow. I think the Cowboys are going to dare Aaron Rodgers to be patient in this game. I'm not sure that's the best strategy, but they're going to force him to try to make eight or nine completions on a single drive in order to get in the red zone. I'm curious to see how it works out.
1: I think that's the way to do it. So, you know, I, look, I, if Devontae Adams were playing and Tyron Smith, weren't, uh, I, I think I would feel pretty good about the Packers chances in this game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think it's going to be one of those like 21-17 type games. And and right now, I think I think I got to pick Dallas in Dallas.
2: Yeah, see, that's funny. I, I predicted twenty to seventeen uh, on a, an earlier article that I was writing. I, I think <laughs> the Cowboy fans get so mad that when I do this, but man, I, I really think Aaron Rodgers is going to be good in this game. I, he he just loves playing in Dallas. It's a bad matchup. He really the Cowboys. does. <laughs> he he just lights it up. Whether it's against the Cowboys or in the Super Bowl against the Steelers, he loves playing inside that dome. I just part of me believes when you look at I I, I like to look at a couple of things. Obviously, I think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Prescott right now. And then in close games, it comes down. A lot of times, it comes down to kicker play. I like Mason Crosby a heck of a lot more than Brett Maher. We've seen Mason Crosby make some pretty incredible kicks in that stadium. I, I would not be surprised if it comes down to another Crosby kick in this one.
1: Well, and and the biggest kick of modern Green Bay Packers history, Mason Crosby made two of them in the same game So, in Dallas. Yeah. So yeah, You don't have to remind California. I, I know I don't. Well. I know I don't. But <laughs> I, I think I, that part of it, everyone remembers Rodgers to Cook. But Mason Crosby had to make two 50-yard field goals Absolutely. in that game. And and one of them, the game winner, looked like it was going to shank, and it curved back in. And whoo boy, there were, there were a lot of hearts and throats on both sides of that one. Uh, it yep. should be a great game, Marcus. This was really fun, and uh, you know maybe we get a chance to do it again in say January.
2: Hey, I'm up for that. Let's let's do this again in January. Let's go ahead and plan on that. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. All right. I want to thank Marcus again for joining the show. A terrific crossover Wednesday. Honestly, one of the one of the best ones we've done in a long time. I think. Uh, Marcus knows his stuff as well as anyone. And, of course, it's always great to chat with one of my former FanRag colleagues, RIP to FanRag. We're going to have Bob Sturm on the program tomorrow from The Athletic, from Dallas-Fort Worth Ticket. Uh, He is, I don't know if he's from Wisconsin or went to Wisconsin, but he has Wisconsin ties of some kind. We will interrogate this all tomorrow. But he is uh, one of the smartest guys out there covering the Cowboys and, and really anywhere. Uh, when it comes to football and, and the knowledge that he brings to bear. So uh, this is, this is going to be a good show tomorrow. I'm very excited to have him on the program. So keep an eye out for that. We'll have our Periscope live show on Friday to go over the injury report, which in this case and this game is going to be humongous, enormous. It's going to be huge. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, the best way to do that is to subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers. Follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, we will take your questions on Friday. You can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.